Daniel chapter 8. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared to me, Daniel, after that which appeared to me at the first. And I saw in the vision, and when I saw, I was in Susa, the citadel, which is in the province of Elam. And I saw in the vision, and I was at the Ulai Canal. I raised my eyes and saw, and behold, a ram standing on the bank of the canal. It had two horns, and both horns were high, but one was higher than the other, and the higher one came up last. I saw the ram charging westward and northward and southward. No beast could stand before him, and there was no one who could rescue from his power. He did as he pleased and became great. As I was considering, behold, a male goat came from the west across the face of the whole earth without touching the ground. And the goat, the goat had a conspicuous horn between his eyes. He came to the ram with the two horns, which I had seen standing on the bank of the canal, and he ran at him in his powerful wrath. I saw him come close to the ram, and he was enraged against him and struck the ram and broke his two horns. And the ram had no power to stand before him, but he cast him down to the ground and trampled on him. And there was no one who could rescue the ram from his power. Then the goat became exceedingly great. But when he was strong, the great horn was broken. And instead of it, there came up four conspicuous horns toward the four winds of heaven. Out of one of them came a little horn, which grew exceedingly great toward the south, toward the east, and toward the glorious land. It grew great, even to the host of heaven. And some of the host and some of the stars it threw down to the ground and trampled on them. It became great, even as great as the prince of the host. And the regular burnt offering was taken away from him, and the place of his sanctuary was overthrown. And a host will be given over to it together with the regular burnt offering because of transgression. And it will throw truth to the ground and it will act and prosper. Then I heard a holy one speaking and another holy one said to the one who spoke, for how long is the vision concerning the regular burnt offering, the transgression that makes desolate and the giving over of the sanctuary and hosts to be trampled underfoot. And he said to me, for 2,300 evenings and mornings, then the sanctuary shall be restored to its rightful state. When I, Daniel, had seen the vision, I sought to understand it. And behold, there stood before me one having the appearance of a man. And I heard the man's voice between the banks of Eli. It called, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near to where I stood. <clears throat> and when he came, I was frightened, and I fell on my face. But he said to me, Understand, O son of man, that the vision is for the time of the end. And when he had spoken to me, I fell into a deep sleep with my face on the ground. But he touched me, and he made me stand. And he said, Behold, I will make known to you what uh, shall be later, shall be at the latter end of the uh, indignation. For it refers to the appointed time at the end. For the ram that you saw 
with the two horns. These are the kings of Media and Persia. And the goat is the king of Greece. And the great horn between its eyes is the first king, for that horn was broken in place which are four others arose. Four kingdoms shall arise from his nation, but not with his power. And the latter end of their kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their limit, a king of bold face, one of who understands riddles, shall arise. His power shall be great, but not by his own power, and he shall cause fearful destruction, and shall succeed in what he does, and destroy mighty men and the people who are the saints. By his cunning he shall make deceit prosper under his hand. And in his own mind he shall become great. Without warning he shall destroy many. And he shall even rise up against the princes of the prince of princes. And he shall be broken, but by no human hand. The vision of the evenings and the mornings that has been told is true. But seal up the vision, for it refers to many days from now. And I, Daniel, was overcome and lay sick for some days. Then I rose and went about the king's business, but I was appalled by the vision and did not understand it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, Deez, my my first thought on reading this today is how many times throughout my life I've just really wanted and asked for a vision from God (laughs) as some sort of seal of faith, you know? And I think uh, most of us have at some point done that. And it's a good little... uh, Reminder to Maybe be you careful. Don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not always just a you know a, a warm voice telling you I love you, my son. It might be some horns getting shattered, and that's you, right. You might lay sick for several days. That's afterwards. right. I mean, now this is an interesting. Uh, um, this is an interesting kingdom, though, or mm-hmm. kingdom passage, though, because unlike the previous passage where we're kind of left guessing, mm-hmm. this one says like. This is That's the Medes yeah. and the Persians. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is Greece. And so like, and and obviously this is coming, you know, when the Babylonians are still reigning. Yes. Uh, which is which is kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like no one would have picked at this time in history. You might could have seen the winds of the Medes and the Persians like taking over the Babylonians. Like that might have been like you could have guessed at that. Yeah. No one would have picked the Greeks. I mean, this was like before Greek unification. I mean, this yeah, is like I was about to say the kingdom of Greece thing is a, a wild yeah, prophecy. It is a wild prophecy. And then maybe uh, you know, the final is Rome, you know. Mm-hmm. Um the final look is the Rome. Again, we don't know. That one doesn't say like this is what this is. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's talking about it's cunning and then it shall be taken down not by man. You could call that Christianity. Man. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, this one is like, you know, this one is easier. And again, we're not like, we're not getting into uh futuristic prophecy here. I mean, one of the things that like, I remember learning in seminary that was like super helpful. is like prophecy, you know, it's like when you get to the top of something, you ever, you ever like climb up something and you, and then you, get to the top and you look down and like everything makes sense. But like when you were in the middle of it, mm-hmm. like you didn't quite, you couldn't quite like make sense of what it looked like. Mm-hmm. It was like a map. Mm-hmm. You know, you were looking totally. at like early maps totally, and like they're kind of accurate, but like Florida's like really big or, you know, yeah. it's like, 
They're not well, even like maps that we look at today are globes. It's like the scale is completely scale is completely wrong. But I'm talking like, about when like guys were like sailing around and like trying to draw the yeah, bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, like now from outer space, like we know exactly what the bay looks like. We know exactly totally. what Florida looks like. Totally, because we have the vantage point of height, and that's really the way prophecy is. I mean, this this is why people, I think, I mean, we we give. Um, you, we can give like first century Jews like a hard time and say, oh man, there's so many prophecies about Jesus and they totally missed him. Um, well, like prophecy is kind of hard to understand. Like, yeah, it was not that and, cut and dry. And if you, and if, yeah, the, the one challenge, if you've ever said that, the one challenge I would give you is like, read the book of Matthew, go mm -hmm. back and then read all of the prophecies that it references and see in with like a blind eye if you could put together you know, exactly what the ministry of Jesus looks like. Now, from the vantage point of like seeing the ministry of Jesus, then all of those prophecies make total sense. Absolutely. So this is one where we're, we're kind of on the other side of this. And so, I mean, obviously we do see how like kind of Greece rose to power and then it was split into four kingdoms. It's like that actually did happen in history. And, you know, you have the Seleucid kingdom and the, uh, you know, Ptolemaic kingdom. I mean, the Macedonian kingdom. So that actually like, happened and then of mm -hmm. course you have the romans come up and they were in a sense you could say they were defeated by the visigoths they you could also say they were defeated by jesus i mean mm -hmm. the roman way I, i'm actually like doing this uh, great lecture series on uh, uh city of god right now mm -hmm. and like augustine wrote city of god because people were saying like rome fell because of christianity mm-hmm well, in one sense, it kind of did. I mean, yeah. you know, the uh, the Roman way of like, if you disagree with me at all, we'll crucify your whole city. Mm -hmm. Kind of went away after like Christianity came along, and so and that that's what's really interesting about Rome. Like, yes, obviously there was military conquest in the fall of Rome, but really what what weakened Rome, what defeated Rome, and made Rome defeatable and military sense was an idea you know that's and, right and I think yeah daniel says here it's not by a human hand and so i think that that is, holds very very true if you just consider the history and the how distinct the fall of rome is yeah and and you know this is one of the things that like augustine talks about in the city of god is like rome had this vision of itself that it was like so pure mm. um but I mean, even like if this is Rome, um, you know, his cunning uh, shall make deceit prosper under his hand. Um, and, and so, you know, basically Augustine's saying like Rome, Rome didn't come to power. Like the idea of Rome didn't happen because like we were so noble, like, you know, Rome was very into their own uh if you've if you've read and you're a lit guy will so i, I know you've done this <laughs> but like if you, if you read the odyssey uh and then you read like the aeneid like odysseus was this like kind of scoundrel mm -hmm. but uh, aeneas was like this like noble guy yeah you know yeah. and so rome had this vision of itself that it was like very noble like mm -hmm. that's why it was so it was it was full of justice and righteousness. These are big ideas in kind of the Roman world. And like, if this is Rome, and it might be, but he's basically saying like, no, like it wasn't, this this king didn't come to power because of his like righteousness. It was because of his like deceit and his like cunning. And, and even that like, you know, 
really Rome came to power because they just killed a bunch of people, but mm-hmm. they had this vision. It was because we were so righteous, you know. And I'm not I'm not totally critiquing the Roman Empire. There was some they, they did do some, I think, good things on the other side of their conquest. But the sure. the whole thing was the whole guise of the thing was military conquest. So anyway, I feel like we've gone down the Rome rabbit hole pretty far, but <laughs> any other thoughts on the the passage? You know, just on prophecy in general, um, and you were kind of hitting on this, but the the idea of like if I was if I was around in the first century, I totally would have recognized Jesus because like I've read Isaiah 53. Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah, really yeah, if you yeah. read the Old Testament, um the the prophecies about Jesus are are very, very you know, it's like there's this idea of like the savior whose garments are dripping the in the blood of the nations. And then you have like the suffering servant. And then you have this like man who's wrapped in light, you know, like puts on light like a garment. And uh, it, it's very, very complex. And, and basically I like to think about biblical prophecy as a mountain range. And I've, I'm not the person who came up with this. Um, and I have no idea who did. But basically the idea of when you look at a mountain range, it looks like a bunch of mountains that are all neatly lined up, you know, and like you could kind of get on the ridge of one and just walk in a nice flat line across it. But then when you, it's like if you're in Denver and you're like looking at the Rockies, but then if you drive through the Eisenhower tunnel and like into like towards Breckenridge and everything, once you actually get into the mountains, it's like, we're talking about hundreds of miles of valleys, of caves, of ridges, of cliffs. And it's actually what looked like a very neatly ordered, smooth sort of landscape. It, it's there's actually hundreds of miles in between each. Total chaos. Yeah, it, it's it's very very different once you walk yeah, and, into yeah, it. And, and I think to your point, like the vastness of mm-hmm. it. And, and I think with end times prophecy, you know, with Daniel, you know, Daniel's prophesying this, and and just think about the amount of time between Daniel sitting in Babylon under King Belshazzar, between that and the fall of the Roman empire or the fall of Greece, even, you know, it's, it's, it spans so much. A lot happened. And I think with the end times, you know, for us as Christians, uh, and you know, you've talked about the eighties some during this, but there's sort of this idea of like, Oh, we're just going to like hit the mountain range. And then like, it's all going to be, you know, it's all going to be play out how we read it, how we expect it to. In one like seven year time period. Yeah. But it's like, no, like the, the mountain range is vast, you know? And so that's just a a thought moving forward in the book of Daniel on, on biblical prophecy. And, you know, I think honestly, just what do we take away from the day on a very practical level? We should just be in, in wonder of of God and and the power. Well, I even think of like biblical interpretation, like when the Bible says that this was Media and Persia and this was Greece, like, you can believe that. Like when the Bible is a little more symbolic, like that's where it gets a little harder to, mm-hmm. you know. Totally. There's like when the Bible speaks, we can speak. I mean, there, there is a little bit of like, um, I think people can get into trouble where they try to say more than what the scripture tells us. Yeah, yeah. But these are fun things to talk about, so. Absolutely. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.